You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I love the Trinity. And I'm not just saying this, I know the word Trinity itself, that word, is not in the Bible, but it simply means three in one. Now that, to the natural mind, is something we can struggle with comprehending. However, we are a spirit, have a soul, and live in a body. So it's not as strange as we may think to the human psyche to know this is but a shell. You have a living being, a personality of will, mind and emotions, and you have a spirit, a light in you, a life in you that gives light, that gives light to that soul, to that living being, and causes that body to keep functioning. And we know according to Leviticus, I think the 11th chapter, that the life of the flesh is in the blood. We know that. And the doctors can affirm that to you, you know, that the flesh is only kept alive because of the blood that nourishes it, feeds it, and so forth. And okay, so the Trinity is maybe not as strange as we would think, but why I say I love the Trinity is because to me it's is the perfection of God's nature in perfect holiness. It's the perfection of love in perfect holiness. And and I want to just talk to you about this, the perfection of it, the absolute wonder of it. And I better get started because it's overwhelming to me. So here, let me start with Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Here... Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's a good word. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. It shall live in your heart to love the Lord your God. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Talk of them when you sit in the house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as a front lip between your eyes and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. In other words, when anybody gets near you and they come at a distance to your house, they feel this love. They come to your door, they feel this love. They meet your children, they feel this love. (laughs) Um, Veronica, which is a precious dear sister in the church here, and her husband, Walter, a couple I love dearly, she came to me recently in church, and she said to me, Pastor, while you and Pastor Virginia were away, I happened to be in children's church and your two small grandchildren, Huxley and Gigi, were there together. And in a moment of devotion, they both were praying for Grandma and Granddad to come home safely. (laughs) And she said that was so endearing to me to see their love for you and for Pastor Virginia. Of course, to hear that is heartwarming, 
But you see, this is what our Heavenly Father longs for. He longs for it. He longs for your affection. He longs for your love for Him. So when we think about the Trinity, I want to show you an intimacy, an unbroken communion, a oneness, a love that is what God wants to see between us and our spouse, between us and our children and children's children, between us as brothers and sisters in the Lord. He wants to see this love because God is love. And when he sees love, he sees his own character, his own nature. And so listen to this and I will begin to open up about what I mean about I love the Trinity. Look at this. This is Hebrews chapter one, talking about Jesus. And it says in verse three, Jesus is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outraying or radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding, maintaining, guiding, propelling the universe by the mighty word of his power, etc. Okay? And then John chapter 1, John 1, here you are, verse 18. No man has ever seen God at any time. The only unique Son, the only begotten God, or the one who came forth from God, who is in the bosom of the intimate presence of the Father, He has declared Him. He has revealed Him. He has brought Him out where He can be seen. He has interpreted Him. He has made Him visible who's invisible. Okay, one more. Colossians Colossians 2, Colossians 2, I'm talking to you, I love the Trinity, it's the subject. Listen, in Jesus, verse 9 of Colossians 2, the whole fullness of the deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. You see this? God was pleased, it says in 1 verse 19, 119, what second? It has pleased the Father that all the divine fullness, the sum total of the divine perfection, powers, attributes, should dwell in Jesus permanently. All in other words, let's say it this way. All of God, all of God is in Jesus. Okay? I'm sure you're starting to kind of hear Trinity here in just a second. Now listen to verse 10 of Colossians 2. And you and me are in Christ, in Him, made full, having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. So, the Trinity, what does it mean? Look at Jesus. And you will see that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are perfectly one in Him. In Him. In His body. In the body of Jesus, you see 
perfectly the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All of the Father is perfectly made manifest of the, in the Son. All of the Father's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, with all of its divine attributes, with all of its wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, fear of the Lord, the whole fullness of the Holy Spirit is made manifest in Jesus. And if you read in the book of Revelation, you see he has seven horns and so forth, representing the sevenfold nature of God's spirit, because God is spirit. You see the fullness of the Father in Jesus, the fullness of the Holy Spirit in Jesus. That's the Trinity. And why do I love this so much? Because God is not satisfied unless all of him is in all of you, and all of you is in all of him. He is not satisfied for any part of you to be outside of him. He's not satisfied of any part of him to be outside of you. This is the longing heart of the Heavenly Father, that there is perfect oneness, perfect oneness, friends, between you and him. He says in John 17, verse 22, 21. I pray, Jesus says in his high priestly prayer here in John 17, verse 21, that they may be one, same word as Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Hear you, O Israel, the Lord God, your God, is one, that they may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them as you've loved me. I get overwhelmed by this, especially in my prayer time. Father, 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 you, you want all of yourself to come and dwell in me through your Son. He who has the Son has the Father too, it says in 1 John 2, 23. He who has the Son has the Father. In 1 John 5, verse 10, I think, or 11, he who does not have the Son does not have the Father either. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. It overwhelms me that the Father reconciles us all to himself in his Son, that when we have the Son, we are made one with the Father, and the Son comes to all as many as receive him and gives them a new birth through the knowledge of himself in them, so that they are born not merely of flesh and blood from a natural birth, but they are born from heaven of a heavenly birth, made alive unto God. Oh, my dear friends, God wants you and me to come to comprehend and appreciate this and thank God for it, that he has made us one with himself in the Son. 
and the Son who keeps giving himself into us by the Holy Spirit and keeps perfecting that oneness in us with the Father through the knowledge of himself will never fail to ever live to make intercession for you and me who come to the Father through him. Hebrews 7, 24. Oh, I'm 25. I'm going to encourage you. Believe the gospel. Believe the Holy Ghost gospel. Live in that oneness with the Father. Enjoy that oneness with the Father. Worship Him. Worship Him for the glory and grace that has been given unto you, that now you've been made accepted in the Beloved Ephesians 1 verse 7, that you now have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Oh, worship him continuously that Jesus never fails to give you that oneness and to maintain it and to perfect it in you through the knowledge of himself. He will never fail to be there for you. And the more you begin to realize that Jesus is there to make you one with the Father, to grant you to live in unbroken communion with Him day and night so you can partake of His divine nature and live free from the corruption that's in this world through lust, that you live in that glory that the Father and His love for you is better to you than life itself, that you're so happy and so grateful and so filled with joy in believing that you constantly are rejoicing in the Father's love for you. Oh, Father, I worship you for the grace that's abounding to all that are watching and listening, that they feel that upward call of God in Christ. They feel your yearning of love in us to make us one with yourself, to bring us into the full stature of the knowledge of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in us. Oh, Father, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art. Amen. Have a good day.